thought. Okay, here we go. Kevin, we are back in the living room this week. We yeah. are here with more sports news. Sports. Sports. We're on a very comfortable couch. Um, you know, with the drinks in our hands and the knowledge in our brains. We got oh yeah, we had we had some good football over the weekend. Um it was very, very entertaining. Thought one was gonna be a blowout, ended up coming down to the last second field goal. Yeah, yeah. They all came down to the last second. Basically, yeah, you know, one needed overtime, three needed last second field goals. Um I mean, we'll get more into it, but briefly, uh, Tennessee lost as soon as they threw the ball with Tannehill on the first play of the game instead of just running with Derrick Henry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Once I seen that pass intercepted, I was just like, game's over. Cincinnati won. Yeah, yeah I thought Derrick Henry would have had a, a bigger game than what he did have. They still fed him, and, you know. Yeah, gave him the ball a good amount for coming off that injury, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. Cincinnati well, lives again. Yeah, we'll go in a little more detail on that game plus the other other three games. Um, we'll start off with some baseball. We received news as of yesterday. David Ortiz is the only player voted into the Hall of Fame um, this time around, and th- during this voting, um, on his first ballot, to say the least. First ballot he, Hall of Famer. He received 307 votes out of the 394. So, um, I have the voting percentages up here. I'm not entirely sure. Um, Who votes? The writers, sports writers, baseballs by baseballs writers, baseball writers association of America. That's who votes them in. So basically, sports writers and journalists and Mm -hmm. babies that never picked up a bat or threw a ball. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The number you need, like I said, percentage-wise, to get into the Hall of Fame. Um, but there's some 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 names that are left off. Uh, some well-known names. I mean, votes needed for MLB Hall of Fame. Um, you need at least 75%. Of how many? 75% of the votes to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. Mm. So basically roughly 290 or higher, 295. Oh, okay. Out of the 394, right, give or take. Um, so a couple... A couple names, four names to note that are on their final year of their ballot. Um, the first one, I'll just start with percentages, and then we can obviously put together the names. Um, 
Sixty-six percent received sixty-six percent of the votes. Another one received sixty-five point two percent. The third one received fifty-eight point six percent. And the fourth one received eighteen point five percent of the votes to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. So I think we know who the the first one is. Uh, Barry Barnes. Is it me? Oh, damn. That was my second guess. Barry Barnes. Uh, he received 260 votes. Okay. So he's like two, you said like 290. Yeah. So um, he's on, and this is his final year on the ballot. So Barry Barnes plus the other okay. three can. Hold on. My dog's be... going absolute eight shit right now. <laughs> is he having the, the zoomies? Yeah, he's, he's flipping out. Nice. Brief, brief moment, uh, tactical difficulty. Yeah. Yeah. Brief break. Brief, uh, dog zoomies break. Everyone likes to watch the dog do the zoomies. Yeah. You know. Sleeps all damn day, and then you know, ten o'clock comes around. He's like, "I got so much energy." <laughs> Yet you got uh, my dog right here. See, I want, I want one of those. On you go. I want one of those. <laughs> She's an old lady, though. That's why she is a gentle lady. She's a gently old lady. Anyway, Barry Bonds, last year Anyways. on his ballot. Yes, Barry Bonds, last year on his ballot, which is unfortunate. I mean, yes, the whole steroid thing, along with a couple other guys, um, it's interesting that you keep Barry Bonds and the others out because of the steroids, but yet you allowed them to play during their career with the steroids, even though you probably had, or MLB at the time had lots of evidence to convict them of illegal use, right? Mm -hmm. I would assume. But That's they that were like, documentary. yeah, but they were like, oh, this is making us tons of money because we're watching a man hit a baseball. In the San Francisco Bay, you know, 780 times in his career. Obviously, they're not all his home runs were not in San Francisco, but you know, he did hit a lot of them in San Francisco. He did. He did hit a lot, you know. And I mean, yeah, his home run spree really didn't start happening until I think his San Francisco days. I want to say. Yeah, I always knew they were a bunch of cheaters. Because, let's see, home run-wise, um, let's do the quick math. Because he played for Pittsburgh for, I think, eight, six years, seven years out of his, uh, you know, drafted by the Pirates in 86. It's 25 plus 24 plus 19. 25 sorry for this people you know we're not we're not professionals but at the same time you can suck a dick 
Um, so he hit roughly 176 out of his 762 home runs in his first seven years as a okay. Pittsburgh Pirate. And then his last year with the Pirates in 92, he hit 34. So well, let's go. His last three years in 90, he went 33. Then he dropped down to 25 and 91. And then in 92, he went 34. So you're like, okay, there's, you know, some, you can find a good like median for him. Well, he mm-hmm. went from 34 to 46. Bit of a jump. Bit of a jump. And then he went down to 37, then 33. And you're like, okay, he's, you know, he just had that one really good year, had another follow-up year. I mean, 33 home runs is still a lot of home runs. Yeah, absolutely. When you have when you have guys like Randy Johnson pitching, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and then thirty three. Then he went up to forty two, and then forty, then thirty seven, and then thirty four. So you're like, okay, he's starting to decline. He's starting to show his age, you know, kind of thing. Well, well, you know, after in two thousand, he went back up to forty nine, and you're like, what the fuck? You're like, what the hell is this? And then lo and behold, you had the uh, uh, home run record, 73 home runs in a single season <laughs> in 2001. <laughs> he, did, he did well that season, I'd say. I mean, it's just, you know, late in his career like that, all of a sudden hit 70-something home runs like that. Yeah. But, you know. 2001, he's what, 15 a lot of years in? 15 years in at this time. God damn. Yeah. So 15 I mean, years. At what point was he like 37 when he hit? hit this uh, let's see. When he was drafted in 86, he was, let's look. Hey, uh, little fun fact. Harry Bonds is from Riverside. Oh, Local boy. Who would have thought? It's okay. Um, let's see. He played 22 seasons, 86. Uh, professional career. <laughs> Sorry for the silence. Um, it's not giving me an age. So he was born in 64, drafted in 86. So 22. Simple math. I could have just fucking done that off the top of my head. So 15 years, he's 37. So he's 37 when he hits as many home runs. 73. Ah, dang. And he had 13 stolen bases. (laughs) 13 in that year? In that year, he had 13 stolen bases. (laughs) That's probably more like, oh, they're not really covering... Second base, so I'm just going to walk. Yeah. Or pass balls, honestly. He had a season high of 52 back in 1990 with the Pirates of stolen bases. Okay. Um, yeah. That's probably when he was a young he was, he was a young man at that point. He was actually yeah, he was like 27. Bases. Something like that. 26. Anyway, so he had 73, went down to 46, 45, 45, and then in 05, I think he got hurt. So he only had five home runs. Yeah, he only played in 14 games. Mm-hmm. 
So five home runs in 14 games off of 42 at-bats. Eh, it's not bad. Every, what, six at-bats he's hit in a home run? Yeah, he's kind of a, he was kind of a problem for pitchers. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, then he went to 26 in 06 and 28 in 07 when he broke the record. With steroids. With steroids. Honestly, that's why they're going to keep him out. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter anymore. It's his last year on the ballot. Uh, shoot. I shoot mean, I don't know. Yeah, that or MLB needs to get real cool about some things. I think they need to just stop being a bunch of babies. <laughs> Especially in baseball. I mean, Fuck it's it, still man. hard as shit to hit, even with steroids. It's still hard yeah, as shit still to hit a baseball. Hit the ball. You still got to make contact with it, you know? Um, but whatever. Baseball, the writers are a bunch of babies. They're like, oh, it's cheating, even though they never played a probably a collegiate or professional, you know, at bat, at best. Nah. You know, a bunch of whiners. Uh, the next person, Roger Clemens, received 65.2% of the votes. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. But I mean, I, I think it's so it's kind of like, you know, like a double-edged sword like type thing. Like, yeah, steroids. Like, you know, we say, hey, who cares if Barry Bonds takes steroids? You still got to hit the ball. Well, you know, Roger Clemens, it's he's the one throwing the heat. So if you got a guy, you know, with the, uh, the external uses Mm -hmm. throwing it, you know, I think that's a little more favorable. Wouldn't you say? Because you're able to get it by the guy. I mean, I mean, there's still the technical aspect of it just because you're super fucking strong. Doesn't mean, well, yes, yes. It's going to be this awesome pitcher. You still have to have yes. the mastery of your own body, you know. But I, I think I think with grip the, right and having the motion of how you're going to throw it, or where the release point is. But yeah, it does help when you're just a little bit stronger than everyone else. Yeah, and I mean you're pushing, you're probably pushing big numbers, you know, pitching wise. Um. Like your your fastball is gonna go a certain uh, a certain speed higher than the normal, you know. I mean, we could go a little in depth to it, but I mean, don't really want to because that'll take up a lot of time on something we briefly talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, he's given up a total of in his twenty four years. He's given up a total of 363 home runs. 63 home runs. And he's pitched, he's won 354 pitches or games. So he has almost the amount of wins as home runs. Damn. And anyway, that's, that's the only kind of hits you can get off really elite pitchers is just one good lucky hit 
yeah. The rest of the game, it's only one person's going to get on and maybe not score because you're not you're not getting many hits off this guy. He's pitched forty nine hundred innings, given up forty one hundred four thousand one hundred eighty five hits. That's a lot of hits. With uh, four thousand six hundred seventy two strikeouts. That's a lot of strikeouts. His average ERA in his twenty four years was three point one two. You got like seven uh, Cy Young, right? Something like that. Seven Cy Youngs. God dang. God dang. It was He's good. Had one, two, three, five, six. He's had six years, six seasons where he's averaged over a four ERA. Okay, and the rest of the seasons were under like three point five and under. Oh, what was his lowest? Um, one point eight seven. Okay, that's good. And that was one of the years he won the Cy Young. His course, last yeah. year, he won a Cy Young, and that was actually at the tail end of his year in 05. when he possibly could have been clean. Possibly, I mean, shit, a one eight seven. Straight up murdering it. That's like, and so he won. He had thirteen wins and eight losses. He had a obviously a six nineteen win percentage. Uh, pitched in thirty two games. One complete game. Two hundred eleven innings. Gave up sixty. Sorry, eleven home runs. Sixty two walks. One hundred eighty five strikeouts. And that's in 05 when he's, what, 40-ish? Right. 42. 42, I mean, fuck. He's a little bit up there, but... Yeah. Damn. And it's crazy to look at this, little side note, to see Houston as the... Um... And now. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> and he only played in Houston for three years. Houston sucks. Yeah, he won two Cy Youngs with them. Yeah. If only he didn't take steroids. He definitely would be in the Hall of Fame. Just technicalities. <laughs> sure, he took performance-enhancing drugs, which made him a little bit better. But you know, it's a technicality. It's a technicality. It's rule, <laughs> not a technicality. <laughs> it's a technicality. But I mean, like you said, though, it, it, you still have to have the mechanics and everything, the fundamentals of where to throw the things, and you still have to. It's not a video game where you can just mindlessly throw fastballs past the batters. Like you still have to place it in a spot where they can't hit it. Now, yeah, occasion or probably what? What would be a good like percentage in your head that you think he would be able to just blow by a fastball by a you know a batter like just willingly? Willingly, majority of the time. You think so? Majority? Yeah, I think a little. I mean, it's got to be a little bit over fifty. 
Is it completely swing and a miss, blow by, or is it like popped up? Well, it's got to be like a like a like a, I'm I'm saying like completely like swing and a miss, like super late, like almost like Randy Johnson status, like impossible to hit. Yeah. Mm, like thirty percent, thirty-five. That's what I was, I was thinking forty max. Yeah, if you're just gonna lay it on the max. like where you're just like, and I feel like though, like that that comes where like the mechanics, the fundamental parts. It's like okay, like I know this guy can't hit like a ninety-five mile per hour fastball, so I'm just gonna throw this. 90, I don't know his fastest pitch, 99, let's say, by him three times in a row, just down the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, but also at the end of the day, it just takes one lucky swing, and that ball's going 7,000 feet. Oh, absolutely. You know, but I think there's certain batters where, not to say he can get away with, but that he can really just, like, toy with them. Mm-hmm. You know, with that that power that he had and that his fastball and everything, but I think for the most part, with the way the hitting was around the time, because I mean, there were some good batters in like those '90s, early 2000s, especially in his like late, um, in his late years. Mm-hmm. You know, because you guys, you had guys like what Alex Rodriguez coming up. You know, Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter wasn't really a home run hitter, but you know, um, it, it, it's just it's interesting to see like to see stuff like that. You know, I don't know. That's just me. Mm-hmm. I, I I think. Um, not necessarily fuck it, but like at the same time, it's like if you allowed them to play at that time and awarded them for their good play, you know, with what they were doing at the time, knowing with what was going on, like at the same time, it's like, okay, you like you, you have to put the guy in there now because you gave him the awards, even though there was very high suspicion of them. Uh, um, I don't know. Okay, this is the, I guess, Writers Association of America way of retro retrospectively punishing them. I mean, you can't really, can't really strip them of all their awards and titles and everything, but you can borrow them from the unofficially borrow them from the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame. Which I mean, it sucks. And looking back on it, like, oh my gosh, this guy had an amazing career. It's like, ah, yeah, that thing with the steroids. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to do that. Maybe that's why he had a had such a career. You know, like, like we taught, touched on earlier, like you still have to perform just because you're on performance-enhancing drugs doesn't mean you're always yeah. going to be a superstar. Mm-hmm. You still have to put in the work, put in time, energy to go mm-hmm. out there and put a quality product on the field. But yeah, yeah, I mean. You still leave that good percentage of people that are going to wonder, like, well, how much of that was you and how much of that was the drug? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can briefly look over, like, just the top 50 batters in 05, because I think that's when I said he won his last Cy Young, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, just gotta double check. Uh, yes, 05. He had a 187, had his last Cy Young. Just names that I was just looking at. You got Michael Young, who was obviously phenomenal at the time. You had a young Albert Pujols, M- Miguel Caprera, A Rod, Todd Helton, Vlad Jun- or Vladimir Guerrero, Damon. He wasn't a home run hitter, but he's a hitter. Brian mm-hmm. Roberts, Derek Jeter, Matt Holliday, David Wright. Man, that's a name I haven't heard about in a while. Uh, Jason Bay, Hideki Matsui, Hafner was good, Ichiro. Miguel Tejada, Ken Griffey Jr., even though he was a DH at the time. Mark Teixeira, who was – ended up being a waste of money after, <laughs> after a while. Um, you know, uh, Brian Giles – Giles, sorry if I pronounced his name wrong. Uh, Big Poppy, uh, Robinson Cano, Maurer, Manny Ramirez. And then you had – Gary Sheffield and Chase Utley to round out the top 50. So, I mean, and I named a good majority of those guys. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it was, uh, an easy, an easy thing to do, Mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, yeah, he had a one eight seven. Then you had Andy Pettit who had a two, three, nine, Dontrell Willis, who had a 263, Pedro Martinez, 282, Chris Carpenter, who I think is actually still pitching, had a 283. Johan Santana, remember that guy? He was good. Yeah, he was really good. 287, Jake Peavy, 288, Roy Oswalt, 294, and older John Smoltz as well, 306. I mean, you know, yeah. pitching, it didn't, pitching wasn't bad. But yet you still had guys hitting. Right. So I guess it's more like, I don't know. It, it's weird. It's a weird thing to, you know, it just, I guess it offends the right people in the situation and the wrong people for the sport. If you can, if you understand what I'm saying. Let's say yes. <laughs> so like I mean like it offends like I guess you could say like the people who vote so the, essentially the right people in the position but then it offends also in and like a a consumer a fan standpoint the wrong person like at the end of the day you have a lot of people who are like on social media now is like how is Barry Bonson in there like yeah, he, he, he took – well, yeah, he took steroids, but the guy had 700 and something home runs. 700 – what was it, 73 or something like that? Because of steroids. Yeah, but it was what we just said at the end of the day, you still got to hit the ball. It helps when you're on steroids. No, it does not help when you're on steroids. It helps hitting home runs. It doesn't help hitting that, the ball. That's why he hit them as home runs. There's two pieces he, to it, though. You still He's very strong because of the steroids. That, but that's hitting the home runs. That's not hitting the ball. Steroids. You're doing it just to piss me off now. Yeah. That, I'm not fighting for him because, you know, go Dodgers, but I don't, I don't care. Um, <laughs> tormented us for so many years. Eh, oh, well. We're spending a lot longer on this he, than I thought. He still has the record? He does. He does. 
Um, let's just go through these next two real quick. Uh, Kurt Schilling, 58.6%. 231 votes. I think he was just more of an asshole to the reporters. I think that's his, that's his thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there, there's one way to keep yourself out of the Hall of Fame. I mean, that's probably what's going to happen to T.O. The T.O.? Right. He's not in? I thought he got in. Right. Oh. Wasn't an asshole to the reporters? They loved him. You kidding me? Did he get in? I could have sworn he didn't. T.O. getting kicked out of... What, what was it, training? Did. Yeah, I thought he did. Got kicked out of training camp and doing sit-ups in his front yard. That's, that's hilarious. That's what that's what reporters love to write about. He loved talking to the media. Um, and then Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa. He was another steroid user. Oh, is he? He's kicked out or? Yeah, that's his unofficially barred. Yeah, unofficially officially barred from the Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, shit. Sure. It was a fun time, but you know. And then you got still on the ballot: Manny Ramirez, A. Rod, Gary Shepard. Who, by the looks of it, actually could potentially get in next year with these four guys being off, because that's a lot of votes. Didn't A-Rod take steroids, too? Yes. If A-Rod gets in, and then you don't put in, like, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, we're going to have to uh, uh, reconvene to this topic. (laughs) So, we'll see. I mean, like I said, it's a good good talk. It's crazy how you can reward them at the time, but not reward them at the end you got you got to punish them eventually <laughs> why not while they're trying to get into the hall of fame make our own hall of fame a roided out hall of fame the actual baseball hall of fame that's what we'll call it <laughs> actual actual is going to be bold italicized underlined <laughs> <laughs> have all the same people in it but you know, yeah you just add some people <laughs> It'll be the the legacy uh, sports cast Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, we have some college football news. Oh, word. surprisingly, word. So we'll start with this one: national championship, Georgia Bama. Georgia wins. Yay, Georgia! Congrats. A tie uh, no longer rolls. Former Georgia Bulldog wide receiver Jermaine Burton is transferring to Alabama. Wait, say it one more time. Former Georgia Bulldog wide receiver Jermaine Burton is transferring to Alabama. Huh. He was number two on the team. Was he, with, he was number two on the team with 500 receiving yards and tied for second on the team with five touchdowns. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And he had offers. He had an offer from obviously Georgia and Alabama. 
coming out of high school. He's from Calabasas. He's from out this way. He was the number 99 recruit in the 2020 class. So he, I guess, maybe there's some writing on the wall where it's like, if you have your number two guy, who's essentially your number one now, because I think their number one is getting drafted this year. That, that don't make no sense. So they could be the writing on the wall where he's like, hey, I kind of know where this is going, and I want to win another one. Yeah. You know? Georgia's I mean, must be shit. At the end of the day, though. Is their quarterback graduating? Who's? Georgia. Um, don't think it matters because he's awful. Yeah, but I mean, if he's awful I, and starting, who's I behind believe, him? Uh, the worst quarterback, JT Daniels, who is also transferring. So Daniels and Bennett are leaving. Bennett, I think, is graduating. Okay. They're both leaving, though. Yes. Okay. And he, the number two guy, I can't remember his name already. Um, I, bit, I got hit in there Burn. a lot in college. Uh, Burton. Is he going into his sophomore year or his junior year? He is going into. Let's see if they have it here. Um, no, let me look real quick. He is a sophomore going into his junior year. Ah, that's the money year. He's trying to leave right after this. So I'm guessing I mean, Bryce Young. Ahead. Bama quarterback. Yes. Yeah, I know my football. There's some knowledge. He could be leaving <laughs> after next season, too. After next season. But next season is probably going to be the big season. That's what I'm saying. And so he wants to be out part of that. Yeah, he wants another one. Good quarterback. Yeah. Instead of some dude that's probably third string, if not worse. He looks like a high school quarterback still. Who? Stetson okay. Bennett. Or Stetson Bennett? Yeah. Stetson Bennett. Um, yeah, he's graduating. But I mean, at the end of the day, too, like, where are you more than likely to develop better as a receiver? Bama. So maybe he might potentially be the number two there because they still have a guy. They always I have think, a guy. I, no, I understand that, and I understand that. But I mean, like. Like a like a guy that's there in their program kind of thing, where it's like because they're losing, uh oh, homeboy that um that hurt his knee on that um that deep route in the national championship game. I can't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, um, insert I can't remember name. his name. Yeah, I think he was. A, I think he's a sophomore, gonna be a junior. So if he comes back healthy, he's their number one, I believe, and this guy will be a number two again. But doesn't mean he could stay till his senior year and be a number one there, you know? Right. Um, I just think at this point, Bama produces those receivers. I mean, got some good ones in the NFL. Devontae Smith, Julio Jones, Jalen Waddle, Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy. They're starting to become wide receiver you. Yeah, you got John Mechie coming out this year, who's really good. They're always really good. They're 
and they block. You had Julio Jones back in the day. Man's, man's a physical specimen. Yeah, that's a physical specimen there. Um, but yeah, it's interesting um, to see leaving a national championship team to join the team that you beat. But like we said, writing's on the wall. He's probably like, oh, Georgia's going to go back to being Georgia. Being subpar Georgia. Yeah. And um, and he's like, I'm going to go to Bama, maybe win one. Maybe have to stay another year, win two rings. Bang, bang. You know, three rings going in there. Having close to, I think he could have potentially close to a thousand yards receiving in these next two seasons. Yeah, especially with the, you know, Bryce Young being a better quarterback. Definitely, Bryce Young. And his just his just escape of his mobility in the pocket and being able to extend the plays will definitely allow more opportunities for big plays for these guys. Yeah. It's a so, it's a really smart move on his part, I think. I, you know, so I, I don't Alabama's defense yeah. is going to be there. It always is. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not sometimes it's not as good as it was the year before, it's still going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And whatever their O line is incredible. They can move the ball on anybody. They can put 300 if they wanted to. They mm-hmm. even have these high flying receivers and a, a solid quarterback because, I mean, you could put anybody back there, really, and they're going to have yeah. time and a half. To just sit back there and throw to these amazing athletes, the top tier athletes, mm-hmm. fifty yards down the field every every night. But well, when you got Goliath of men like uh, Evan Neal playing left tackle, <laughs> literal elephant, <laughs> literal <laughs> elephant in shoulder pads. I mean, yeah. It's it's gonna it, Alabama's gonna be scary. They're obviously gonna be the favorites to win it next year. They're the favorites to win it for the next six, seven years. Every year, and but they win it unlike uh, certain NFL teams that get stamped uh, Super Bowl contenders. How about them Cowboys? How about them Browns? <laughs> the Browns are the Browns, baby. The Browns are the Browns. Um, we actually have three things to talk about in college football. That was number one. Number two, Big Ten is planning is thinking of eliminating divisions among college football playoff expansion talks. So, so no, they won't like north have and south a west. north and south, or yeah, whatever they have it. I think it's east and west, actually. Yeah, I, I, I just threw it out there just because. So I, they're I looking to get rid of that and just have a one and a two play each other for the championship. Works for me. I mean, it's essentially one and two, right? Even if it was divisions. Some some years, it could be different than other years. That's true. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's interesting. It, it, I, I wonder how many conferences will kind of join that. I can't imagine any college football changes uh, slow, often slow. So yeah, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, yes, it's east and west is their division. Um, no west division team has won it since the format was introduced in fourteen. There you go. <laughs> they're they're tired of. Uh, 
of their west west side. So they're like, you know, the, the last yeah. time it was within a touchdown was when oh Wisconsin lost to Ohio State twenty seven twenty one and seventeen. Every other time it's been a blowout. Oh, there you go. So college football expansion, they're like, you know what? The the West sucks, so no more West. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because, I mean, the East is so stacked because you got, what, Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, all on one side. And I think Iowa's on the East as well. No, they're on the West. Basically, all the teams you think of of that conference are on one side. Yep. And then you have Iowa, Nebraska, Wisconsin on the other. They're they're good every now and then, but not fantastic. Yeah, like Iowa was last year, but then they shit their shit their pants when they came to the big time. They don't shit the bitches. Um, just like I thought since you would earlier, but you know, yeah. top four team in the country. So we got we got some week one games to talk about. We do. We do. You just get you just get the college footballs going, and then you get too excited. That's not for a very long time, man. <laughs> but we got a week two game to talk about, and a week three. <laughs> no, we don't. We do. It's we do. January, my boy. Ain't nobody exactly. looking. That's way far. I gotta simulate to that part of the season, man. So week one. <laughs> Go ahead. Man. I'm gonna have. Tears week one. Uh, Notre Dame plays at Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. Wide eyed, right? Woke you up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tears will be flowing. I mean, if I was playing NCAA, then yeah, that, that's a perfect opportunity. Yeah. We'll but see. My dog's getting his ass whooped in the other room. He's being a bad boy. I got that. <laughs> um, Should be me getting spanked in there. I think it'll be exciting for the first quarter of the game. Kick off. Then, no, first quarter. <laughs> first quarter. And Ohio State runs it back first play. Book it. In the second quarter. We kick a field goal to end the first, and then uh, we kick it off to start the second. And then playing at Ohio State, State. yeah, good luck. You know, know, that that offense is really good. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison Jr., CJ Stroud. I mean, they're always good. Our offense is always good. I think they're very explosive now, like more explosive. Ohio State? Yeah. That's a hot take. I don't know if you should We could still retake that back. We'll edit it out. I don't know, man. Ohio State's explosive? Get out of here. <laughs> well, this Ohio State team, more explosive than previous. They're always explosive. Jackass. This team, better than previous Ohio State teams. How much better are we talking about? You're talking about A and A plus here. There's a difference. 
trust me, I would know in my in my school that I'm in right now. A and A plus, those are two different things. <laughs> and ninety eight, ninety nine, but hey, it, it matters on the final. Okay, Just saying, I I think I don't know. I think they got a better quarterback than they've had. No, nah, it's it's the same dude. We'll see. Um, next week, one game we got Utah and Florida. Ah, Utah. Flow right. I don't trust Florida. I'll never trust Florida until they get a man like Tim Tebow. Yeah, yeah. I get excited because you know it's the Florida Gators. Yeah, we're still gonna watch it. We're still gonna watch it. I hope Utah um, continues their success. Yeah, they got their quarterbacks coming back. That helps. Cam- Cameron Rising, unfortunate injury to him in that Rose Bowl game. Pac-12's got to bounce back. I think Utah's the team to do it at the moment. At the <laughs> moment. I think SC in the next Never. three years. They'll be like, not SC of past, but they'll be in that like top 10 conversation. Like, especially with the expansion of playoffs coming up, I think they'll be the team to be like, SC, man, they're playing well. They're doing this. They're doing that. They're beating the teams they need to beat. You know? Like 11 and 11 to 15. Years? No, no, not years, but. When they hit that, they start hitting their stride. They're going to be yeah. like 11 or 15 in that range. Um, oh, just kidding. Stetson Bennett is staying. Oh. Unfortunately. I mean, he's, expected to, he's, he's, expected, he's expected to compete with the freshman, incoming freshman. Uh, they play Oregon week one. Georgia? Poor Oregon. Yeah. Unless Oregon pulls the uh, week one they did this year. Are they playing in Oregon? They are playing in Oregon. No, just okay. kidding. In Atlanta. But I think they're playing at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Is that a neutral site? Um, a neutral. Neutral. <laughs> Is, are they considering a Georgia home game, or is it just a, a neutral site? Um, no, because it says Georgia. I mean Georgia versus Oregon. Yeah, it doesn't say at Georgia. It just says Georgia versus Oregon because it says Notre Dame at Ohio State, Utah at Florida. No, that's not very fair. At least make them travel a state. Just say Texas. Yeah. <laughs> they have to go 73 good. miles from Athens to play Oregon. Oh, a big road game, huh? Yeah. Um, I don't know why this is up there. West Virginia at Pitt. I, I don't know why either. Are they ranked? Oh, Keaton, Keaton Slovis transferred to Pitt. Where was Keaton Slovis? SC. Oh, fuck him. <laughs> He started this last year, didn't he? 
He got hurt though, right? I'm not 100% sure. I think he got hurt. He's not bad. I mean, he had a good freshman year. Mm-hmm. 3,500 yards, 30 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. He won that Rose Bowl, right, that year against Penn State, that crazy one? He like came in for like he came in for like a injured quarterback that year. Yeah, not ringing a bell. I don't know if he did or not. I'm just sad. I don't know. Honestly, I can't remember. Yeah, he played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He played nine games this year. Nine games. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Excuse me. No, he played in the good old holiday bowl. Everybody knows the holiday bowl. That's a that's a big ranking bowl right there. New Year six. New Year six. Um, he actually played well. Twenty two for thirty, two sixty, seventy three percent, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Two touchdowns. Oh, that's not bad. Can't complain, right? That's solid. Good day at the office. Not bad. It's a, it's an interesting transfer. I guess I can see why that's a, I guess a highlighted game. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Then we got Cincinnati at Arkansas. <laughs> I want to say Arkansas, but, you know, Tennessee could be good. Well, who knows? Apparently, Arkansas beat three ranked teams in, tw- in this past season. What's Cincy ranked? Or is it I don't think they were ranked yet. So we're talking about this a little early then, huh? Just a tad. But this is exciting. We love We love college football. Um, then the final week one game is uh, Florida State versus LSU in New Orleans. New Orleans? Yeah. Honestly, I don't know which LSU is going to show up. They got a new coach. Yeah, I don't Oh, Brian Kelly. That bitch. That bitch, Brian Kelly. I hope Florida State wins by 70 in the first half. Unlikely. <laughs> we can all have our hopes. And then it gets week two. We got Texas versus Alabama. Oh, Texas versus Alabama. Okay. Is Alabama playing uh, Helen Keller's School for the Blind and Deaf first week? Uh, probably. I always hated that. Like, why? Is there not well, enough? Play, uh, they play Utah State week one. So pretty close to what you said. Yeah. And then they play after Texas, Louisiana, Monroe. And then they get into SEC play. Mm-hmm. My dog just took a big old sigh because I think she's trying to sleep and I'm bugging <laughs> her. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's it for games. Yeah, then they had four games that aren't going to happen until like eight months, eight nine months. Who cares? Shut up. Who cares? And then you have Oklahoma at Nebraska. What's that? 
then you have Oklahoma at Nebraska. Oklahoma doesn't have a quarterback at the moment. Oh, okay. Because Spencer Rattler transferred to South Carolina. Caleb Williams is still in the transfer portal. I don't know why you'd leave. Why would you leave Oklahoma? Spencer Rattler, I get you lost your job, whatever. But, like, I think maybe to go with homeboy out in SC, Lincoln Riley. Okay. I mean, if, you, if you're Lincoln Riley, why don't you pick that dude up already? Yeah, maybe. I mean, he said he's going to take his time and find the right fit. So we'll see. But we love talking college football. Um, NBA. What are we at? 50 minutes? Jeez. Yeah, because you want to go over week one and two matchups for yeah, college why football. Not? Because it's not going to happen for a while. It gets the people going. Gets the people going. <laughs> gets <right>? you going. <laughs> gets you going, too. You just don't want to admit it. I don't, honestly. Because we got so much sport to cover. And something that's going to happen in nine months isn't going to fucking <laughs> cover uh, what we need to cover. All right, whatever. All right, moving on. Next one. Um, it is the two-year anniversary of Kobe Bryant sudden passing, and his and his daughter Gianna at the time. Yeah, been two years already, right? Be one hundred percent honest. I was taking a nap. I woke up. And Twitter was on fire. Yeah, that's a lot of people up. I remember that. Some people couldn't even like go to work. Just because it was so sad that Kobe passed. Yeah, I mean, some people, man, they just they take that to heart. It sucks. Um, and we like just started, like we just started to see, like. We started seeing a little bit more of Kobe Bryant's, like, who he was as, like, a person. And when he was playing, it was more just kind of, like, focused on what he was doing. The competitor. Yeah, just competitor, just all about the game, always putting in work. We always knew about his work ethic, but we didn't really, like, it was more of a person he wasn't, like, yeah, Yeah. out yet. Yeah, Yeah. I get you. Starting to get the businessman, he started to do, like, uh, that documentary he did and really started to really like branch out and started to do more things and started to like be more uh, I don't know out I hear you you know, you know what I'm saying I hear you but yeah sucks sucks no, it does I agree it's yeah, I mean, there's not much to really say. It's just it's it's an awful thing, you know. Obviously, you don't want to see someone go that early. Um, and a transition into trade deadline. Um, James Harden is not going to get traded, based on the Nets and what they say. Apparently, he was being talked about being traded. 
Yeah, I heard he was uh, going to test free agency. Yeah. As soon as this year's over. Yeah. So, I mean, might as well keep him, get a chance at a ring, and then just let him walk, and maybe he comes back. Probably not. Let's be real. Probably, probably not. I think this but, whole Nets dynasty. Well, it didn't work in, in Houston with him and Westbrook. So how'd they think like KD and Kyrie were going to be any better? Because you have KD. You know, like you got three, three guys who need the ball in their hand. Yeah, I thought I thought that just like you know, one they weren't expecting COVID to hit. Yeah, um, should have probably expected Kyrie to be weird, continually be weird. So yeah. that was going to be an issue. I never liked his play style. Honestly, I thought it was, he was a little bit dribble heavy, where it kind of slows and stutters the offense a little bit. On occasion, it's not every time. I just. Mm-hmm. I see this thing that bothers me, where it's just like, oh, Kyrie's going to play one-on-one with whoever he's getting guarded up against. But, but, I mean, Kobe and, like, not to really compare Kyrie to these two, but Kobe and Jordan were like that. They tend to be very isolation-heavy in their play. I think they they just did it a little faster, and that's why it didn't bother me. Went and then I was gonna. I was I gonna say like that they had. They were more aggressive with it. Yes. Where Kyrie was like, kind of a little bit more. I wouldn't say passive. Just where he wanted to be flashy. Yeah, sure, flashy. Classified as flashy. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a soft classification of what he was doing, but. Um. So first is uh, Westbrook potentially being traded. Now they said they're not going to, but then also there's been talks still that he might get traded. I would say can't as opposed to not going to. As in, no one's going to pick up this fucking contract. Yeah, 76ers don't want him. (laughs) You figure 76ers take anybody. Well, it it would be like a swap. I think Ben Simmons would be a lot better in that offense. I'm thinking takes, defensively, honestly. It takes the ball out of his hands. Like he's he's not a true point guard. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to be. He wants to be. I think LeBron is a true point guard. Well, LeBron is in everything. Jack he is, he's he like he's like he's like um. In a way, just like Magic. Magic being, you know, what, 6'8", six, 6'9", six, as a point guard? Magic's so big. You don't think about guard. how big Magic was. He's a big yeah. freaking dude. And that's, that's LeBron, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, so put you take the ball, and Ben Simmons is not that. We know that 100%. Because, like, as a point guard, you got to be not deadly, but you got to be good enough to where you can just pull up and shoot. And then the teams have to, you know, take that into account. But teams don't take that into account when Ben Simmons has the ball in his hand. You have to have some sort of jump shot. (laughs) Yeah, that's like people guarding Westbrook for the longest time before he started knocking down threes 
relatively consistent. But to the point where they're like, okay, now we got to get in his face and put a hand up kind of thing. So, um, apparently AD is coming back. Yeah. He was back uh, against the Nets. They beat the Nets. Wow. But, I mean, no KD, no Kyrie. Yeah. I hope they could beat the Nets. I mean, we didn't do it on Christmas Day. But yeah. Um, I'm not still there. There's, there's been talks of John Wall for Westbrook, sending Westbrook back to uh, – no, where was where's John Wall at? That's a good question. I don't have, I don't have a, He's not yeah. in Washington no more, right? Because Westbrook went to Washington to play with Beal. Where is he? I have no idea where John Wall is. Rockets. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so sending him, Westbrook back to Houston. For John Wall. For John Wall. Was John Wall like injured or something? Is that why he's up on the mm. pole block? No. But I think you know, I don't know. I don't think he's hurt. Um I don't know. I I, I can't give you an answer. I mean, I think if you're Houston, you're willing to listen because you need to rebuild as Houston, right? You would assume. Yeah, they're not they're not doing well this year. I, I don't um, expect a large comeback from them. Yeah, and then before we get more into the teams, uh, Damian Lillard says he has no interest in playing for Portland if they are looking to lose this year for picks. <laughs> Oh, he's finally coming off the position of a. Uh, I'm a tr- Portland Trailblazer. I don't yeah. want to leave. I want to build on the city. And but I think I think it else. I think it comes to a point where like you know you you try and buy into the organization for so long, and then you've had pieces and just missing one, but they weren't willing to go that extra step for you, so you can deliver. Because you would say, what, Portland was, what, a big man away from being a very good West team? Because mm-hmm. with the, with the what is it, the front court of Dame and CJ, right? That's the front court or is it the back court? I'm pretty sure it's back court. Okay, back court. I always get those two mixed up. But with CJ and, um, and Dame, they're very good. They're very good yeah. one-two combo. And then you get a, a good big man to complement that. You know, mm-hmm. and then some good wing pieces to play defense. That's what you need from your wings is to really play defense. You know, defense and good. You know, the occasional three point shooter, mid range mainly. You know, but I think they were at that time like just a big man away. I mean, and I think Yusuf Nurkic was their big man, and obviously we know he's not. He's guy. decent. He's decent. He knows he's star. Yeah, he's not a guy who's going to help you win. Mm-hmm. You know, 
and they needed somebody who was good as a big man. But they just never got it for him. So, and I think he's tired now to the point where he's like, I'm doing all this for you. I'm giving you my years and you guys are doing nothing in return for me. So that's why people were trying to trade him for like past four or five years. Like, oh yeah, he's coming over to New York. Of course, he's always going to the Knicks. Everyone's going to the Knicks. So Knicks and Lakers. Knicks will not. What'd you say? The Lakers will actually pull people. They will actually get some of the big free agents. Yeah, well, and, right. and, and then they'll, they'll squeak in the playoffs. Get, get those, uh, those players. Yeah. No one's going to the Knicks. Unless you're playing 2K. Unless you're playing 2K. Um, next team is uh, Sixers. <sighs> I don't think Simmons gets traded. There's too much hanging over that head right there. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know who would trade him. Yeah, trade for him. I mean, unless he figures something out where he becomes more a desirable asset, then uh-huh. I, I don't see what would the point be. It's, yeah, he can play. He can play defense. He can move the ball. He's talented, sure, but. This whole lack of a jump shot is going to come up every time oh, in yeah. the playoffs. I think so, just yeah. in general, not even necessarily the playoffs, just in general, because it can I mean, only you take you so far in the season. Yeah, you could you could put up some some good numbers where it looks makes you look like an all star, but yeah. when yeah, rookie of the year in your second year, third. Actually, who did he beat out? Jaw, right? He beat out Jaw Morant. Yeah, Jaw Morant. I, I, I mean, 15, 20 years from now, if I was Jaw, I'd still be bitter about that. Oh, 100%. Um, um, but, and, 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 you know, like, oh, we say, oh, fix your jump shot, fix your jump shot. Like, it, you know, it's something that's like, oh, it's easier said than done. Lonzo Ball did it. Yeah. Lonzo Ball fixed the jump shot. He went from the Lakers having a terrible jump shot, getting traded to the Pelicans. And this big old swooping motion. Fucking shot. From what? He's right yeah. hand. So left shoulder to right shoulder jump shot. Yeah, he's just <laughs> so then going to the, the Pelicans and he was developing it there. And then towards the end of his tenure in the Pelicans, he actually had a good one. And then now he's really shown he can shoot in Chicago. Some reason, you you become a better shooter in Chicago. (laughs) You know, we're not going to go into depth with that one, all right? (laughs) Come on. Stats guy, bring up the time stats. I hope hope the people at home... uh, Got that reference. <laughs> I'm just saying, Chicago is known for their shooters. Yeah, but we're talking about 
the hand motion, not the finger motion. <laughs> no, I was talking about, you know, Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Kirk Heinrich, too, huh? That's what yeah. I'm talking about, huh? Michael Jordan was a shooter. He was a good shooter. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> um, Atlanta Hawks are a team to potentially make a trade um uh make a good push in the east um who knows what they're gonna do um i guess they're looking to trade their big man john collins which is weird he's actually a good big man i don't understand why they would trade him um yeah he could do something maybe you know, I don't know. He's averaging, he's playing 32 minutes, averaging 17 points, 53 from the field, 7.9 boards per game with two assists. That's good. That's a coming, solid piece of our number. Yeah, coming from a power forward. Not bad. You know, I mean, four years into the league and he's getting numbers like that, it's good numbers. That's solid numbers. So, I mean, maybe they can get somebody good out of it with that because he is a solid big man. But at the same time, I just don't see you getting rid of that. I think you got to do something. Oh, I see. Apparently, Collins and Trey Young have a. They beat heads. Him. Yeah, the past couple of years. He wants Trey to cut his damn hair, huh? Uh, more. Yeah. Basically, and his mustache. It's just, it's just um, it looks bad. It looks thinning. Um, and I guess uh, John Collins has an issue with the way the Hawks are playing basketball. They're not playing good enough basketball. Well, more like the style and how they're trying to play offense, I would assume. Because he's seen a decrease in his shot attempts. Since his since last year, going into this year, yeah, he's just getting the shots he wants, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Is he demanding a bit, or is he just kind of like? No, because um, they re-signed him in free agency, mm. or they re-signed him to a new deal in the summer, so he's not necessarily demanding it, but they're saying like that's a reason why they would let him go. Um, they, it says they might just send him to to Detroit for Jeremy Grant, which I think is an awful trade. I think just, Detroit. I think Detroit wins that trade hands down. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, yeah, you get Jeremy Grant, but Jeremy Grant doesn't play offense like John Collins does. And I mean, I think he probably he probably plays a little better defense than John Collins, but why would you take? the slight drop-off in defense for a complete drop-off in offense. Uh, I guess. Make bad bad life choices here. Um, Yeah, Cade with John Collins, I'll take that. Right? And Detroit's not bad. They're they're a decent... They're a decent team. Decent young, young team. So... 
Um, the Pacers are another team. I think they're more of a seller. Uh, looking to get rid of Sabonis, Miles Turner, and Karis LeVert. Miles Turner is a big man being wasted over there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what what's that's freaking indie? The Pacers even doing now? Like honestly, yeah. ever since they let go Oladipo, I I don't I don't think they really have been too relevant. Been decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've been like on the fringe, but I mean, yeah, I, yeah. But with yeah. Uh, Sabonis and Turner being hurt, it's kind of putting a uh, damper on their trade talks and could get less in return. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, lots of teams interested in both those big men. Um, but I think Indiana is going to go on another rebuild. Uh, probably. You know, haven't been good since Reggie Miller. Good old Reggie Miller. Yeah. Um, another team is uh, the Kings Sellers. Um, they got they got pieces to get rid of. Buddy Hill, Darren Fox. Yeah, for what? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Just to be bad next week? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. They're good enough to beat the Lakers, though. But, you know. Yeah. Okay, I'll <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, it'll be an interesting trade deadline coming up. And then we got All-Star Weekend coming up in a couple weeks. Oh, yeah. Um, Valentine's weekend. Um, it'll be interesting to see who gets traded and what happens. Um, February 10th is the deadline. So we'll just have to wait and see. See if uh, maybe Antonio Brown plays basketball. Yeah. Decides to play. That's probably going to happen, um, you know, because... Why not, A.B.? Why not? Right. Um, so, NFL, man. We have... We'll talk about the games in a minute. I want to talk about the Vikings. What? Um, so, they just hired a GM today. Kwesi Adolfo Mensa. He was the former football operations VP in Cleveland. Um, This guy was supposed to get a GM job last year, but I think he opted to stay uh, because of what the... Huh? Did he opt to stay in Cleveland? Yeah, last season. Oh, that's man. But I mean, to bring in someone like him who put that roster together or help put that roster together. I mean, I think it's a big win for the Vikings, especially at a GM standpoint. Um, hopefully he realizes Kirk Cousins' ass and just releases him. <laughs> just release him. Don't even try to get Just release him. Let's fucking let him go. Just eat that money. But, um, 
No, good for him. I mean, I'm glad he's out of the ASU North. I don't got to deal with that no more. And him bringing in all these pretty good draft classes too. You know, Cleveland's been very well, I would say, defensively drafting. Not so much offensively. No. Um, but, yeah, good for Minnesota. I, I, I really like this. When I seen his name popped up, I was like, shit, why didn't – obviously, I'm going to be like, why didn't Pittsburgh pick him up? But, like, he was probably more like, oh, I coached at Cleveland. I'm not going to Pittsburgh kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Some, some, some people take it that way. Some people don't. Um, apparently, Byron Leftwich is going to be the new Jaguars head coach. Which is, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, you know Byron Leftwich being a pretty good quarterback back in his in his heyday in Jacksonville. Um, I wouldn't say he's the first person I think of when I think of Jacksonville. Uh, like Gerard. Gerard, yeah. Maurice Jones Jew. Maurice Jones Jew. Drew. Drew. Oi. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you gotta, this, I mean, I th- I'm pretty sure this is what we agreed on is like Jacksonville needed to get an offensive minded head coach. I mean, and I think they landed it perfectly, you know, being the OC at, a um, uh, Tampa Bay. And then coming into back into Jacksonville, obviously being a quarterback, having that OC background, and in a successful offense. Now, obviously, we could point it as like it's successful because you had Tom Brady, Tom you know, Brady, Mike Evans, Godwin. Chris Godwin, <laughs> Gronk, uh, AB when he wasn't taking his shirt off and running out Fournette. third quarter. Yeah, Fournette, Rojo. Um. And then their other tight end, um, he's good too. Fuck, why can't I think of his name? Brady. He wanted a trade. Uh, Brady? Is it Cameron Brady? Brady. Or OJ Howard? Howard. OJ OJ Howard. Howard. He wanted a trade too. Yeah, absolutely. I would have traded his ass too. But they ended up using him because they had no receivers. They ran multiple tight end sets. And so him, Braid, and Gronk were out there a lot. So, but I think if it's true, it's a good pickup. Um, I think it's perfect for Trevor Lawrence and his development. I hope so. Um, There was a lot of talk about Trevor Lawrence. Oh yeah, and it sucks to see him go. Yeah, you hate to see these young, talented quarterbacks. Go to the worst team in the league and say, "Hey, fix this awful franchise that's been awful for the past six years." So, yeah, there you go, kid. Earn your money. No, I agree. Um, and then Texans are narrowing their their head coach search. I mean, I, I kind of am okay with them taking their time on it. Um, 
But at the same time, I really think they need to speed it up just a wee bit because they might lose out on somebody who would have been perfect. But um, No Steeler head coach change? No. Keith Butler retired, though, their defensive coordinator. But um, Mike Tomlin was the one really making the calls because he's a defensive-minded guy. So we interviewed the Giants defensive coordinator. That's a gamble. And and I believe the linebackers coach from the Chiefs. Do you think it's time for a a change in uh, Pittsburgh? Um... It's because I mean it's been I don't know it's been a solid what decade at least and yeah. there's been uh, some success sure but we're we're not I feel like they the Pittsburgh might have hit this hump where they're they're just not getting back to at least that championship AFC championship look and possibly a Super Bowl it was it's been a while man. And I've seen a uh, a lot of coaches get less opportunities than uh, Tomlin's been getting, especially with all the drama that's been going around the team. Yeah, I'm surprised they've let him be head coach for as long he's as he's uh, been head coach, especially yeah. with like a one of the more prestigious franchises in the NFL. Mm-hmm. The opportunities this man is getting is uh, very. I mean. Ownership is being very patient with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, personally, I would I would like a new head coach. Um, yeah. You know, no, no losing season. Nice. Very well. But at the end of the day, we're, we kind of have our own version of Marvin Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, he, you know, he kind of kind of hit the Marvin Lewis stage. Because I mean, yeah, Marvin Lewis had his couple losing seasons, especially towards the end of his tenure in Cincinnati. But um, it's it, that's what I'm thinking right now is like Marvin Lewis, like good. I can't. He's good. He's a good coach. Like when you think, yeah, when you think of Marvin Lewis, you're like, man, this guy was he was a really good coach. He, you know, was all they were always in competition in the North. You know, even when they had Andy Dalton, and then he just couldn't win the playoff games. Struggle. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for pausing your yawn. I well, thank you for fucking announcing it. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm going to. Since the people can't see it, I'm, I got to tell them. Oh, oh, he's yawning. He's yawning. He's yawning. He, it's a big one. He's, re- he's really opening that mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Put some um, four dicks in there. But, <laughs> but the, the, the Giants DC, I liked it. Um, I liked the interview because I was looking at the statistics of him as a coordinator from last year, and it wasn't it wasn't bad. I would say his statistically was more in that like thirteen to 12, like twenty range in defenses in the NFL. 
mm-hmm. um, they were. It looked bad on defensively, but you gotta remember their offense was awful. That's so, hard to play defense know, for that long. You know, yeah, you know what a bad offense can do to a, a decent, at least a decent defense. You know, yes, you decent defense mm-hmm. is gonna give up points. You know, they're gonna they're gonna have their issues. Um, but he, I mean, he's being interviewed for the head coach position in the and the Giants. But I think, you know, hopefully him maybe coming over to Pittsburgh. Now he's got a they got a, they run a completely different defense in New York compared to Pittsburgh. But New York runs more of the four three. Four two five type defense, mm-hmm. whereas obviously we know Pittsburgh runs a three four two D lineman, you know, four linebackers and five DBs, you know, so a two four five kind of thing or a uh, um, unconventional four two five with your outside guys being stand up linebackers. Um, so it'll be interesting. Um, we will have to see, um, I, there's that other name I want to see, um, Keith Butler retires, uh, the Cowboys DB coach we're interviewing, Oh. Mm. Yes. Um Joe Witt for the vacant DC role. This is today. Oh, today? Uh, yeah, this is news from today. Um they interviewed the DC Patrick Graham from the Giants. They interviewed the defensive backs coach from the Saints, Chris Richard. And then now they are interviewing Joe Witt from the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Which isn't bad because apparently he was the one who like coached like you know quote unquote coached um, like Charles Woodson, um, Casey Hayward, Sam Shields when they were in Green Bay. Charles Woodson when he won Player of the Year. Or defensive player of the year in 09. Um, but it'll be interesting because I know their in in house potential hire is Terrell Austin, and Terrell Austin was in Cincinnati. And I guess Terrell Austin gave up 500 plus yards in like three straight games. That's kind of a problem, especially when you're trying yeah. to play defense. Giving yeah. up that many yards uh, could be problematic for your success. Um, so they're saying that they're interviewing other candidates because they think Austin might leave. Really? Um, now, at the, at the same time, Mike Tomlin does call the plays. So who really knows You know what that really means is Terrell Austin being D.C.? It could just be a name, you know, a title. Right, defensive so, assistant. Yeah. Um. 
So we'll see. I mean, I'm excited. I'm very happy that we're interviewing outside, you know, the organization because it just means we need we we it just a change of culture. Like you bring in it somebody with different culture to help. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe add some things or get rid of some things to really solidify what you're trying to work with. Um. Another big name, Sean Payton, stepping away. Now, not retiring, but he's stepping away. Stepping away from football. Yeah. Mm. So So the Saints have a vacant. So the Saints have a vacant coaching position. And I think they're going to get the last pick of coaches that are available. Because of their salary cap situation, mm. so whatever is left, whatever yeah. they can afford. Well, not necessarily that. It's just like what head coach wants to come into. They do have a decent roster, especially defensively. They got a decent roster defensively. Offensively, they need a quarterback. Um, obviously, they're a quarterback away, but and they don't pick very well. Um, in this draft. Um, but as a head coach, you got to like, or a potential head coach candidate, you got to look into it as like, like, okay, if I go to the Saints, I got to pick 18th. And at that point, probably two quarterbacks are going to go that are going to be first round worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what do you do? Do you bring back Jameis Winston? Yeah. Do you go after an older veteran? You try. That's on the market. <clears throat> but with what money at the same time? Hmm. You know, so you got to think like, well, shit, they got no money. So who the hell am I going to bring in? Who's going to come cheap? Yeah. <laughs> So, but that's what I'm saying. So it's like, I think they're going to get the last choice or unless there's a coach who's like, just, I'm just throwing it up. Brian Flores, who's like, you know what? I can work with this. I can work with this for a year and then we can try and figure something out for next year. Because the Saints were a couple games away from making the playoffs. Finished nine and eight. Yeah, they could. I mean, since if you're just looking like to maybe either build a resume or just, you know, try to maybe work with something in New Orleans, like honestly, you could this you could do worse than the Saints. Yeah, you know, because like you said, they still got plenty of talent. Mm Hmm. You could, you could mess around and win something down there. I mean, maybe you can not bring as many pieces in. Um, yeah, right away. If you really like Jameis Winston, you, I mean, you he's you not probably bring him terrible. Back he's not terrible, but you could mm-hmm. you could win a few games with him, and hopefully maybe mm-hmm. your defense kind of solidifies you as a, as a top contender in the NFC. Yeah. Um. So you got Bears, Raiders, Dolphins, Vikings, Broncos, Houston, Giants, Saints, 
Um, and then Jacksonville, but Jacksonville might be solidified with Leftwich going in. But then you might also have the Cowboys. You think McCarthy's losing his job? I th- personally think you let him go. He's not. He did nothing different than what Jason Garrett did. I mean, I mean, but they gave Jason Garrett so many opportunities. Well, that's my point, though. But it's like it's it's like, do you want Jason Garrett again? Where you're gonna go? What was he coaching for? Like nine years with the Cowboys? It felt like probably like five or six. I think it was like six. Um, so it's like five or six with the Cowboys, where you lose in the first round or you narrowly escape the first round and then lose in the second round. Like there's no like, like looking at the team on paper, you're like, this team is a Super Bowl contender, but then you watch them on the field and you're like, <laughs> this is a Super Bowl paper? pretender. <laughs> you're like, where's the team on the paper? Because the only time they look impressive is against the bad teams. Teams they're supposed to be, yeah. You know, like, I'm going to look at it. There's probably some some good wins on there, you know. But let's see. Um, they played well against the Bucks, So at that point, you're like, okay, week one, you know, 31-29 losing to, to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, a very, Bucks didn't very play good that team. Well, though. Yes, both teams played well. No, Bucks did not play that well. Oh, yes, that's very true. Yes, they they had a lot of week one mistakes, but go ahead. Yeah, and then the Cowboys beat Chargers week two, which was like also mistakes. Chargers, Chargers were trying to find their groove still. Then they go out and and blow out the Eagles. Eagles don't have a quarterback. And then they beat the Panthers by eight. You know, and the Panthers at that point were. Good. Yeah, people thought they were going to be great. You know, um, and they go and beat the Giants. Then they beat the Patriots in overtime. Well, it's not as significant because they had a rookie, but they went to overtime with a rookie. I mean, you know? at that point when uh, it was, I think it was after that game where Mac Jones, people started talking about Mac Jones like he was the next great one. And it was yeah. just like, nah, it's, it's just a New England quarterback at that point. Just... And then they, and then so the Cowboys beat the Vikings, which the Vikings are like, they were a coin toss. Mid tier team. Yeah. Then they lose to the Broncos at home, like red flag. Thirty nothing with five minutes left in the fourth. Big red flag. And then they beat the Falcons by forty. No one cares. Falcons suck. Uh, lose to the Chiefs. Lose to the Raiders at home in overtime. Uh, beat the Saints, beat the the football team, beat the Giants again, demolish the football team, lose to the Cardinals, demolish the Eagles, and then lose to the Niners in the first round. So, like, I'm not impressed with their wins. If it wasn't for their shitty division, they would not be a really good – they would not be a good team. They'd be fighting for 500. Yeah. If they were like in pretty much any division except theirs, I'm trying to think. Is there? There's it. 
the South, the AFC South or NFC South is pretty bad too. South is, uh, yeah, Tampa Bay. My, eh, well, Tampa Bay is like the one exception. The rest of the teams, but are that's garbage. like that's like the Cowboys in the East. Exactly. So if they weren't, if they were in other, any other division, they'd probably look at it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think I see Mike McCarthy leaving just based on that alone, where it's like he did nothing impressive this year with the team that he had. You know, I mean, you could say that about the Cowboys for the past like twenty years, though. Yeah, but I mean, you bring in Mike McCarthy after Jason Garrett, who's been Jason Garrett was consistent, but then you bring in Mike McCarthy, and you're like, okay, like this team really has a chance to like really win it. Like you're like almost like you know, putting that stamp on paper, you know, and then they come out and have a season like they did where, yes, they were what, 12 and five, mm-hmm. I believe. But oh you were like, but you were like 12 and five. Like, I feel like they lost more games, you know? All right. So just by the way they played and it's just, it's just interesting. You know, I think Mike McCarthy gets fired. I think they move on from him and they really, I mean, they uh, go after like Brian Flores. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but Dallas might lose their DC, Dan Quinn, and he might become the head coach at Denver. That's a rumor. Mm, okay. Denver, so, Dan Quinn. Denver, so Dan. Then, yeah, at that point, do you just like, you're like, oh shit, like now we lost our DC. Now we need to maybe move the head coach and bring someone else in as well. Just get two new pieces. Uh, That's a a lot of movement, though. Or maybe even say fuck it and just clean house at the staff. Damn, that's a lot of movement. Because offensively, they they underperformed. They did not hit their mark. No. no. So kind of, kind of a step back this year, not really. Yeah. Not really improvement on uh what is should be a very talented roster. Yeah. Um okay. Get to the games now. Got a little not a little off track, but you know. Um went on a tangent there. Yeah. Sportscast, home of the tangents. Yep. And if you like it, appreciate it. If you don't, well, you can just fuck off. <laughs> just, just, fuck, just fuck off. Yeah. Um, games, man. I mean, we briefly talked about this first one. Bengals-Titans. Tannehill throwing that first pass to start the game, and it's an interception. Like I said, I immediately knew this game was over. <laughs> and it was um, at this point that you knew they fucked up. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you bring in – sorry, everybody, closing my window. Um, you bring in Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is back for this game. And you had a week to extra rest him, and then you start off with that. Like, yeah, who cares if they know you're going to give the ball to Derrick Henry? That's the joy of it. It just, just you know. the ball. <laughs> Doesn't mean you can stop it. And I don't think he got his average carries. He got a lot, though. Oh, he got 20. 
Yeah. I mean, shit. Deontay Foreman, four carries, 66 yards. I wonder who they should have started feeding a little more. I mean, I said it last week, split carries. And, you know, you and Jay were like, no, you just got to feed Henry. Uh, dude, I don't know. Split carries, kind of change of pace. Not a huge change of pace, but it's a change of pace. This but then it also doesn't that. help. <laughs> Tannehill throws three interceptions. Well, there you go. See, that's your problem. Those three times you know, but, he threw, you should have gave Henry the ball. But Joe Burrow threw an interception as well. Did he throw three? He didn't throw a touchdown, though. Did he throw three interceptions? He didn't, but he oh, threw for 348. Can't give the other team the ball three times and expect to win games. Jeez, A.J. Brown, five receptions, 142 yards, and a touchdown. Well, he had a good day. The rest <laughs> yeah. of the team didn't. Yeah, even Jamar Chase, five receptions, 109 yards. He got back from being tired. Look good, look good like you should. Yeah, that's be, when it's not like wet, like 20 degrees, 10 degrees. It is a little cold in Tennessee. How cold is it? Not that cold. Um, I don't know. I don't want to look now. Yeah, that's fine. Um. Uh, but yeah, um, it's going to be a good one this week against the Chiefs. Uh, next game or a late Saturday game, Niners Packers. Um, could not be more disappointed in Green Bay. It was so it was thirty six degrees in that game, sunny. For the Bengals Titans game, um, it's practically shorts yeah. weather. Yeah, basically. Um, Niners Packers, man, that Niners defense. Yeah, it was. It started snowing. What second half? Right. But the Green Bay, you should be used to that shit. Yeah, I mean, Niners defense, they're fast. They 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 couldn't get much going. They fly to that football. Nick Bosa had two sacks. Fred Warner was flying around like a madman. Anytime you hold the Green Bay Packers under 21 points, you, you did a hell of a job that week. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw a touchdown? Doesn't. Goosed him. And his best receiver was the running back, Aaron Jones. Nine receptions, 129 yards. And not Devontae Adams? He had nine receptions, 90 yards. Held them under 100. Held them under 100. That's not nothing. Yep. And then, yeah, they couldn't run the ball. Niners, man, run the ball. And play defense. Uh, but also Jimmy G in the first half, I think he should have had a couple touchdowns. Um, those receivers weren't helping Jimmy G in the first half. Nah. George yeah. Kittle was dropping them. Debo Samuel was dropping them. Mayuk was dropping them. Uh, but now in the second half, Jimmy G did have that costly interception where I thought, like, oh, they're going to lose this game because of that interception. Where he just, like, he just tossed it. And he, there was Kittle there, but there was a Packer defender, like, right on top of him. And all he did was step in front of Kittle. Mm. 
So it's I mean, like, at least it's not Kirk Cousins bad, but yeah, that's true. But yeah, I don't know. But yeah, Niners move on. I mean, good for them. I'm rooting for the Niners. Um, you know, I got them in a Super Bowl pool. So, damn, <laughs> they're doing well. Honestly, they're hot at the right time. Defensively, offensively, I mean, they can run the ball. They got four, three out of the four phases that are working for them. They're special teams, blocking a field goal before half, mm-hmm. getting a pump block and scoring a touchdown that way, um, making their field goals, defense, and running the ball. I mean, special teams, defense, running the ball. They just got to get that pass game going a little better. They're going to be scary. I think they're going to beat the Rams very well. I hope not. I can't stand 49er fans. I can't stand Ram fans. Oh, okay. Fair enough. (laughs) It's more of not necessarily like all Rams fans, but it's the the bad ones, like those fake Rams fans that are only a fan because like, oh, well, they're in L.A., so I got to cheer for them. No, you don't. You don't have to cheer for them. They're right there. I got. I got a cheer from. You know, and so it's like they're like, "Oh, we're so good. We're so good." You know, and they, and they haven't. They didn't suffer the Rams when they were in St. Louis. You well, know? I mean, they were in L.A. and then they moved to St. Louis. Okay, but we're talking about like because when they were in L.A., they were still pretty decent. They weren't like the Rams that we know after Kurt Warner, Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce left. Yeah. <laughs> and Marshall Falk. Because that Rams team, they were picking top five for a while. We're at Mona Glass Bradford. The, them and uh, the Browns were fighting for who can get the, the, the best pick multiple years in a row. Who's worse? Yeah. They I were mean, Kings of the Toilet Bowl for a while. Yeah. And then Ram, uh, Rams, Buccaneers. I mean, we talked about Rams playing Niners, but Rams, Buccaneers. Wow. Tom, oh, yeah. Tom Brady almost pulled another uh, uh, 27-3 comeback at halftime. Yeah, straight up Atlanta them. Almost. Yeah. Almost. Um, I think the wrong call was to be that aggressive at the end. Um, I think you really try and keep everything in front of you. Um, where Tampa Bay, that last yes, yes, yeah. yes, where the where the Rams kicked the uh, the field goal to win it. Um, I think they put the he put the DC put his safety in a bad spot. I mean, Cooper Cup has a free release. He's running full speed at the safety who has to come downhill to get hands on, but then also continue to carry them upfield. So to expect your safety to come down in case he breaks out in or sits to stop and chase upfield because he's just running by him is pretty bad. If if I say so myself, but against the best receiver in the game, dude. Yeah. Cooper especially this year. Cooper Cup having the year he had, you can't 
Yeah, he wasn't going to win. Not saying Antoine Winfield's a bad player. He's very good for being only in his second year. Honestly, I don't think he was expecting the go route. I, thought I, I don't think so either, but that's why he came down and he expected them to sit and then they were going to go kill clock and then try another play. Or at least break out or drag but across I think the field. But I think that's just the football knowledge that Cooper Cup has in his route where he has that multiple route tree where he could break it in, break it out, sit, or take the go. And he's seen Winfield coming down and he's like, oh, as long as I don't bump into him, I can get by him. You know, yeah, and that's what he did. He just avoided him and kept going. And next thing you know, Rams are kicking the game-winning field goal after almost fumbling it the play before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. after almost fumbling it. Um, but yeah, I mean, what a game! I mean, I thought it was over in the first half, and then I turned it back on halfway through the third and. Tampa Bay was making their comeback. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> You're like, oh, you know, that Tom so, Brady's doing it again. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, shit. Even though um, the Rams were just giving Tampa Bay this football back with all these new oh, turnovers. Oh, yeah, 100%. I said, oh, my gosh, you're letting them do it. Don't let them and do the, it. And the Rams can't do that with the uh, the Niners. They can't mm-hmm. give up the ball like that. No, you got to have Tom Brady's three. dangerous when you give up the ball, but the Niners do a very good job of running the football and killing clock. Well, I know the, that, that week uh, 17 loss against the Niners is still uh, in the back of their mind. Mm-hmm. They lost to him twice this year. Twice. Yeah. Sweeped. They got beat. They got beat pretty bad in San Fran too. Mm-hmm. And then the Niners came to LA Came back from 17 0. Mm-hmm. And then won that game. And the Rams are barring people from outside of the Los Angeles area to buy tickets. No, they lifted that. They lifted that. I checked. Oh, did they? they, they a lot of people it, was, it was recently, too. But they did uh, lift it. Oh, okay. Because I know I seen it the other day. A lot of Niner fans from you know the Bay Area were like, we can't come down and buy a ticket because we're not allowed to. Silly. It's silly. Because or, or they could buy the ticket, but once like the Rams like filtered through everything and found out that they weren't from the greater Los Angeles area, they were gonna refund them without telling them. It's silly. Yeah. I mean sorry your fan base isn't a true fan base. <laughs> um to the problem with having Without having a team in LA for so long, yeah, people dude, want to find another team to root for. So, and there's yeah. a lot of San Francisco fans everywhere. They travel well. Oh yeah, they travel very well. Surprise! I mean, especially just here in California with the uh, the two teams. Well, it was three, but the two teams that are here now. Um, the Sunday night game. What a game. That's how you end it. That's a Sunday night football game, baby. Oh, yeah. That's playoff football. Um, so DC's fucked up at the end of that game. Both DC's, the Chiefs and the Bills. The Bills 
by letting Tyreek Hill run a drag route uncovered. Um, trying to be too fancy, and he scores. Obviously, that should have been a that should have been a taunting call. It's the rule. Should be, but yeah. they didn't call it. So you know, potato, potato. Um, Doesn't he get fined for that shit? Yep, he's the reason why the rule is in play for that. Because all these dumbass kids. Yeah. And Antoine it. Winfield did it to him in the Super Bowl last year. Hilarious. Um, but anyways, so and then the Chiefs DC when there was that that last touchdown by Buffalo to leave thirteen seconds on the clock. Um, he ran two men under. They had like a not necessarily a bunch receivers for Buffalo on the left, but they had a tight um a tight receiver set with uh why am I blanking on his name? Gabriel Davis was playing close to the, the tackle and they, they weren't covering him at first. And eventually they got their way over and went to cover him. But in a cover two, your safeties I mean you know this, I'm just kinda explaining it. Your safeties go kind of vertical and out because you gotta cover you're more worried about the outside. And as opposed to way, down, the, down the middle. As, as opposed, not to necessarily down the middle, but you're in, when you're in the middle, you want to force them out. Because if you force them, well, yes, essentially down the middle, like you said. Um, you want to play inside out as a corner. Well, this corner played outside in and didn't get hands on Gabriel Davis, and Gabriel Davis just ran. They didn't get hands on Gabriel Davis pretty much the entire second half because the man went off yeah. like 204 touchdowns. And then so the safety on the single receiver side, which was Stefan Diggs' side, he was kind of in. He just ran a 10-yard sit. But the safety, why he did this, he bit on the sit as Gabriel Davis is pushing towards his area, which he should have sat, seen the sit, looked inside for something coming across. And should have seen Gabriel Davis and could have potentially picked it. And the Chiefs would have won it at that point. But he didn't. Should have. <laughs> he should have, yes. But he didn't. So it's um, it's interesting. And then the Bills, D.C. Um, I give Keith Butler and Mike Tomlin the most shit for this. Uh, stop putting linebackers on athletic tight ends and receivers. Yeah. Milano? Milano for Buffalo, the linebacker, he is a good linebacker. He can cover to a point. Um, No one can cover Travis Kelsey. Whether you're a linebacker, a safety, um, a robot, you can't cover Travis Kelsey. Him... Kittle, Kyle Pitts is going to be up there. Um, Gisecki's kind of up there. Mark Andrews. Those are tight ends that you can't cover. I probably forgot a few. Um, hopefully, Fryermuth can get there. He had a pretty good rookie year. Um, I know there's a couple more. I apologize if I forgot him. And you're like, what about this guy? I forgot. Fuck off. <laughs> it's um, late. <laughs> It, Travis Kelsey, you got Milano on him. Well, okay, that's fine. You got to have over-the-top help. 
Travis Kelsey just ran a corner in overtime and was had about three yards from Milano. Yeah. And Mahomes just threw a perfect ball. But before that, 13 seconds left. Kick it deep. Whatever. People are like, oh, you should have squibbed it. You should have done this. Yeah, you know, whatever. I, I forgot that the, uh, the rule changes where the ball has to get touched before the clock can start running. Mm-hmm. So you can't just squib it and let the clock die. It's squib it, and then potentially maybe they stop it there at the 40, you know. So Or you can pooch it to like the 10 and oh. then have to play great coverage and not let Hart Meikle Hardman, you it's, know. Here's the problem so, with Kansas City. It's just so, it's hard to do. There's yeah, so many so, fucking fast guys. There's so many athletic yeah. guys. It's like if you double Kelsey, well, fucking Tyreek Hill is going to be down the middle. Or if yeah. you double Tyreek Hill and Kelsey, well, somebody's going to be open at that point. <laughs> you can't double yeah. cover everybody. It's it's yeah. it's very difficult. I think Kansas City is a very athletic team, very fast team, yeah, as much as I fucking hate them. And it, mm-hmm. it, it helps the fact that your quarterback can not only bomb the the ball 80 yards standing, he, mm-hmm. he's also very fast and can scramble around by some time, and you can't mm-hmm. cover these guys for five, six seconds. So mm-hmm. unless you have a fantastic defensive line mm-hmm. where you can get to this guy while he's still in the pocket – Mm-hmm. You're you're not gonna you're not gonna win games. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree, one hundred percent. And and then kind of going back in the fourth quarter, so they kick it deep, goes out of bounds, touchback, whatever. Uh, first fucking play, the first fucking play of their offensive drive, or second, I should say. Right, it's like because, anyways. So, Kansas City has all three timeouts. 13 seconds left. Ideally, you want to keep everything in front of you. Um, don't let them get to a certain point. But also, you want to protect the middle of the field because the fastest way to the end zone is straight. So, Travis Kelsey's on the left side all by himself of the offense. And... Um, there was a fun little like interview that he had after the game. He told Patrick Mahomes that he wasn't going to run the route that was called on the play. And apparently Patrick Mahomes was like, as this cadence was going, he was like, hey, do it, Travis, do it, do it. Like saying, like, do what you want to do because he knows what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Milano is there and then the outside, the corner, I think Levi Wallace was the corner for the Bills. Wallace is covering outside because he's trying to keep him from going out of bounds. They got three timeouts. I'm not worried about going out of bounds. I'm going to attack up the field. Milano vacates to the trip side, and Levi Wallace vacates more towards the sideline thinking an out route's coming. Well, Kelsey just runs straight. Mahomes throws it. Kelsey gets 20 more yards. And that's how it goes to overtime. So it's like you can't the the Bills DC lost him that game at the end with bad calling. Um, and I guess more also you can blame the some of the players for situational awareness. But at the same time, yeah, you just you can't do that, especially in the playoffs. You can't make bad calls. You can't be like, oh, I'm going to be super aggressive now. No, you're trying to win the game. 
there's a time and a place for being aggressive, and that wasn't the time and a place for being aggressive. Or too, or not too aggressive. Yeah, and uh, hats off to really, I not even like Kansas City. It's more of uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey's ability to just improvise like that. Cause on, oh, I know, right? Because I think on the pl- play prior, they ran some sort of, before the the Travis Kelsey up the seam to tie the game, mm-hmm. I think they ran some sort of game with uh, Tyreek Hill, and Travis saw something in the defense and said, they do that again. I'm just gonna. Yeah. I'm just gonna take it up the field, and that's when he said, said it to Mahomes, and that's when they did the whole do it, do it thing. And that's mm-hmm. just one of the X factors that you don't really account for mm-hmm. as a DC is that these players are just gonna see something that. Yeah. Like it, it'll work because if you're just going against an offensive coordinator, he yeah. runs this in this formation. And if I just mm-hmm. sit him there and. You know, dum dums are just going to run the same routes that they're always running, then it's covered. But if it's not, and they're like, "Hey, there's a big ass hole here. I'm just going to run where the big ass hole is." Yeah. I mean, so then it's just more on, at that point, out like the say, not necessarily the DC, but more on the defensive players in Buffalo for not having that situational awareness and not even knowing where their holes were. <laughs> got you. <laughs> I, I got no problem with that. You know, like I said, I got no problem with that. Um, but hats off to a great game. Josh Allen's going to be very good. Um, Chiefs and Bills better be playing every year from here on out until these two retire. Josh Allen's um, going to so- be better than Cam Newton. Similar play style, uh-huh. but he's going to be better than Cam Newton. Is that really a hot take? I I just wanted it to be a take. <laughs> Just he's getting like more it. physical. Have you noticed that? Where it's just like mm-hmm. he's just he's lowering his shoulders, like you know what? I'm yeah. just gonna hit you. Yeah. He got tired of playing in Wyoming, and he's like, "I get to play football now." Football, man. Hopefully, he doesn't um, get injured because he's a hell of a play. Yeah. So we got the two games Sunday, twelve and three o'clock, three thirty. Bengals, Chiefs. Bengals and Chiefs are the 12 o'clock game? I guess because of the Eastern thing. But they're playing in Arrowhead, so it's more central. No, it's Eastern because they're in Missouri. Right? Wait, that, more, that'd be central, right? That'd be central. Midwest area. Central. In the whole Midwest region. So they would be like 2 o'clock. Eh, I guess. Anyways, that's our 12 o'clock game here Sunday. Um, I, I said the Chiefs, I've been saying the Chiefs because I don't like the Bengals, but after seeing videos of like Patrick Mahomes' wife and the way she celebrates and his brother, and I'm just like, fuck, I really don't like that family. It sucks because Mahomes is not an inherently, inherently unlikable person. No. I mean, he's got an annoying voice. I don't like him. And he's in our Sounds like division. Frog. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, he's not, like, a bad dude. You don't yeah. get that kind of vibe from him. But yeah. just his wife and his brother are just, like, some of the most unlikable people. And I think his life. mom is pretty bad, too, from what I heard, like, on social media. Yeah. Like, she attacks, like, fans. Why? Say why? Bad things. People it's are going like, to say bad things online. Like, who cares? Yeah. Anyway. 
If, um, if the Chiefs were in weren't in the AFC West, I'd I'd like them as a team, but since they are, in, I fucking hate them. And, that, and that's my dilemma with the Bengals. They're in the North. If they weren't in the North, I wouldn't be as opposed to them. I I'm opposed to them because I was talking bad shit before the playoffs. Started. I didn't think they're. I I didn't think they'd get this far. I thought they'd get beat by the Titans, but so did I. But well, I hey. didn't. But I do like Joey Joey uh, Joey B. See, I do too. I like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, but apparently Steeler fans get obliterated on Twitter for liking those types of people. Yeah, it's like I mean, they're good. It sucks, they're man. Good. I know. So I mean, I'm gonna how go. Do you see that that college quarterback receiver combo? Yeah. Actually, go into the NFL together like that. That's and succeed. Lucky and succeed, and and be successful. You're right. Yeah, because uh, I mean, we have the quarterback, right receiver, college combo on our roster in Pittsburgh, but obviously they're not as successful, or nowhere near as successful. Who? Mason Rudolph and James Washington, the OK State Cowboys. You lost, man, Mason Rudolph. Yeah, I know. But like I said, they we have that too, but obviously that duo is going to be significantly better. Oh, absolutely. They won I mean, the they already national are. Championship together. Well, I'm talking about NFL-wise. Right. Um, but they already are significantly better. I'm not saying like, oh, Mason Rudolph's going to be good. I'm just saying we have that too, but obviously – Nowhere near the caliber of what the Bengals have. <laughs> Steeler fans know it. Mason Rudolph's not good. It's not good. Oh, yeah. We're going to cry if he's the quarterback next year. But that's for after Super Bowl talk. That's when we'll get more into offseason shit. Um, I'm going to go Chiefs just because I don't want the Bengals in the Super Bowl. I want them to lose. Um, But I have this really weird feeling that the Bengals are going to win it all. I doubt it. I really doubt it. I think the the Kansas City Chiefs are finally where they need to be, where they need to be. Jeez, uh, like early in the season, they just didn't look like they they had it together. They didn't look yeah. like they're that dominant team of old. Now now they look like they're they're hitting their groove at the right point. I mean, it took them fucking all year, but now they look like, like Kansas City Super Bowl Chiefs. It doesn't matter how you get there, as long as you get there. True that, yo. So I'm gonna go Chiefs. Um, I think it's gonna be like ten points. That's gonna be the difference in the game. I don't think it'll come down to a field goal like the rest of the games. I think it'll be a ten point game where the Bengals have a chance to get within three points with like two and a half minutes left. But the they'll they won't convert a fourth down, or and they'll go for it and they won't kick a field goal, kind of thing. Um, what about you? Mm, yeah, I want to say Bengals, but I was trashing them earlier. Uh, I have a feeling the Chiefs are just going to be dominant. But I also have another feeling 
that Jamar Chase is going to go off for like 200 fucking yards or something. Like he's going to do something ridiculous. And break the the previous record that was broken last week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that take. I like that one. It's a good prop but, bet if that's a prop bet. I'll go Bengals. Just to spite the Chiefs one more time. So I mean, you could technically have two more times to spite them. This one and next one if they win. Don't say that. I don't, I don't want to see them in the Super Bowl again. I know uh, they're going to win multiple titles. I just don't want to see it. I know. Um, we got Niners-Rams. Round three. Third in time's the charms, big, baby. <laughs> in the biggest of them. Oh, man. I mean, we thought the Niners beating the Rams in L.A. to make the playoffs was big. They got to beat the Rams again in L.A. to go to the Super Bowl. Damn. Here we go again. I'm going Niners. I mean, I like Stafford. I would love to see Stafford win a ring. Um, But I'm going to go Niners. I'm going to go Rams. It might be an ugly, ugly one again. Like a hard-fought slugfest, like a heavyweight fight. Where no, the freaking Rams should just blow, be blowing this team out, and you know what? They're just sucking up a show, and they're turning the ball over. They're just not making the plays they need to make. Mm. Um, it's just gonna look very sloppy on the end because this is what is what second out of what three weeks where they had a lead, a good lead, a team. That's supposed to be a Super Bowl contender should put it away. Yeah. And then they just like leave the door open and sure enough, now they're fighting well, the... to, to stay in control or win the game. Yeah, last week for sure. Uh, week one or week one of the playoffs, I should say. Uh, Cardinals were just bad. They were complete trash and the Rams just won that easy. That's why I said two, two of the last three weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was going back to week 17. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's kind of hard to keep Tom Brady shut out like that for four quarters. It's hard, but it happens. And and also, actually, to really think about it, he had a very bad O-line because they were losing a lot of people the week before against Philly. Tristan Wurst was hurt. Ryan Jensen was hurt. Their other right tackle was hurt. Rams, Rams have a good defense. They have a good defense, but they didn't get to Tom Brady consistently like they did in the first half. It's hard, though. Tom Brady's really good with pocket presence, and he's got that good internal clock where it's just, I got to get rid of this football quickly. But when you guys when you got guys like Aaron Donald and Von Miller, you kind of have to really take advantage of that poor O-line. They should have. Especially in the second half. They should have. trying to put it away. <laughs> So the Niners have a significantly better O-line than that injured Tampa Bay O-line. Um, but the other thing, too, is the Niners are going to come at you running the ball. That's true. Like, not just running the ball, like, outside with speed and Debo Samuel speed. Like, they're going to go in between the tackles and put Trent Williams as a wing and motion him. That was brutal. That was amazing. That is, I felt, I felt bad for the DN, but I loved it, like just to see that. I'd start lining them up, and you know it's happening, 
just further and further, just a mess with the DN. Just see this big old lumbering dude just coming like, oh, I know exactly what they're running. <laughs> this is not going to feel, feel well. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, yeah. So, very, very creative on that offensive front. Um, I'm excited to see... I'm excited to see the run game and the defense of the Niners. Um, like I said, I like Stafford, so it's going to be interesting to see how Stafford can get through a fast, a fast defense like that consistently. Cup is open, just to let you know. Yeah, I mean, the Niners do kind of have a very poor secondary. He's open. He, he just called me. He texted me right now. He said he's oh, open. Got it. Got it. Um, so you're going to go Rams? Absolutely. I'm going to go Niners. Okay. Okay. I like it. I think Niners win by by six. If the Niners win, it'd be like three. I think it'd come down to a field goal. I think they they they're winning by three. They kick a field goal to solidify it, to make it a a a touchdown game, essentially. Okay. Okay. If the Rams win, it's going to be like 10 by 10. 10. It's a good number. Good, solid number. I think the spread's only like two or three and a half. Hmm. If I'm not mistaken. Let me see. Let's just double check these real quick. Another long episode. You guys are spoiled two weeks in a row. You we are welcome. Have, and we don't even have a third person here. Um, minus three and a half. Rams are favored. Over under is forty five and a half. I'm gonna go with the under on that. Fifty five percent of the bets are under. Yeah. It opened at forty six. I, I think it might be a defensive game. Um, what do you think the spread is in the Chiefs Bengals game? Over under fifty two and a half. Oh, you were close. Fifty four and a half. Ah, that's close. Would what would you bet? Uh, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, I did the over. Seventy percent bet the under. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, what do you think the the point spread is? Not the total. <laughs> Uh, six and a half? Seven. Seven. Solid seven, I'm which is weird. This. Solid seven. That's weird. It's supposed to be 46 and sunny when they play Sunday. And they play in the afternoon. Okay. Yeah, like two o'clock their time, 12 o'clock our time. They're playing it opened at seven and State. it stayed at seven. So, 65% of the bets are Chiefs with losing seven points. No, sir. Interesting. So, we'll see. Good. Good the, the Bengals, yeah, the Bengals beat the Chiefs last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that... The Chiefs should win this, but Bengals. Yeah, Let's go be, Bengals. 
It'll be interesting. Bengals. Where's the Chiefs game? Yeah, 34-31. So, yeah, we'll see. But that be it. That be it. It be that. It be that. Um, anything else you want to touch up on? I know this is a long one, but. Did you want to talk about that whole Washington football coaching staff thing? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. No, not really. Was it LaFleur? Um, LaFleur, McVay, and. I'm blanking on the last guy. It was a player. Um, he plays for the Raiders now, I believe. Compton, Will Compton. No, there was another coach. Oh. Who's the coach of the uh... Niners? Shanahan. Who? Shanahan. Shanahan? No, not him. Centipede. It, it we send so much shit to each other. So much sports. So much sports. Sean, uh, yeah, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, and Matt Lafleur. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what was their record that year, dude? You saw that? I think they were last. I think they picked like top five. You're like, it's like, oh, they were so stacked. Oh yeah, I have it right here. 2013. 2013, they were three and 13. Yeah. And I think they picked. Uh, what would it be? 2014. There's some we were supposed to go for last they, week, so I, I'm glad we're getting it out of the way. Where are they? They didn't even pick in the first round. Probably traded to get some cash. I think they traded it. Imagine yeah. being the Jaguars and you draft Blake Bortles at number three and then Cleo Mack falls to number five. Imagine being the Jaguars. That's just a painful existence as is. Oh, I think they traded it with the Rams because the Rams had the number two pick and the 13th pick. And they got the 13th pick? Aaron Donald. No, they got the number two pick. That was the trade because, oh, yeah, the Rams had their 13th pick, but they traded, They I guess in a previous trade, they had the uh, the 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 Washington Redskins at the time pick. That was number two. Oh, nice. Oh, I love the pick that, that Aaron Donald kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, yeah, well, I mean, that was all I had. Yeah. That was good. That's, a, that's actually a good... I'm looking at, like, that first round. It was pretty... It was decent. Decent first round that year. All right, well, I think we're good. Um, it'd be bedtime. It'd be bedtime, indeed. Yeah. 
So you have a good weekend at work. Hopefully you'll be able to watch the game Sunday. I will. I will be on. Wait, am I? I don't know. Yes. Are you off Sunday? I'm off Sunday. Off Sunday. Take a quick little nap skis and wake up and watch. I mean, you have till 12. What time you get home Sunday morning? Uh, 7 in the morning. Uh, yeah. So you'll be home at like 7.05. Yeah. It's a long drive home. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, shouldn't be. That's not, that's not. I like it. So. But, all right, then. Well, episode 19, we are done. Book it. Damn, 19, 19 episodes. Who would have thought? Season one. Made it almost <laughs> season one. It's always going to be season one. <laughs> We're going to have so many episodes in just one season. We need season two so we can release the box set. The what? The box set. We got. I mean, shoot, we should have three seasons. And if we're going to do a box set, it's going to hit stores. Collector's edition, extended cut. Collector's edition. We'll include the YouTube videos we'll eventually make over the off season. Bonus footage: me trashing Pittsburgh for a solid minute while you're away from the mic. Fuck me, dude. All right, Kevin. Don't do that to me. Yeah. I need, I need to get some sleep. Okay. Get some sleep. Sweet. Don't get so close. You need to get Echo. 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 No, not on your. My end. My end. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. Kevin. Kevin. Is that is that why it sounds me? Echo is it because. I, I think I, it's something like. It's like I think it's on, think it's on your, end. your end. But for some but reason, for some reason it's 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 yeah, no, no, I can hear the echo too. Jeez. But it's definitely coming from your end. Anyway. And that's how the drop shows up. I'm echoing. With a solid echo. Go Echo. Still Echo? Yeah. How about now? Oh, you're muted. You told me to mute. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Oh, we're good now. All right. Hopefully, hopefully this doesn't go in because I don't listen to the whole two and a half hours. But um, I'll do this editing tomorrow and then upload it tomorrow. For sure. Everyone, have a good night. Thank you all for listening. Um, enjoy championship football this weekend. And if you watch basketball, enjoy it. Um, have a good weekend. Be safe. Don't do too many drugs. What's up?